FD Weekend Travel is supported by Remova. At Remova, suitcases aren't manufactured. Stories are told. Components aren't assembled. Symphonies are conducted. Because at Remova, German engineering is our art. Ingenieurskunst, the art of engineering since 1898. Remova. Hi, FD Weekend listeners. Welcome to the second episode of our special mini-series on travel. Today, I'm joined by writer and photographer Jessica Nabongo. Jessica has done what seems impossible. She's traveled to every country in the world. It's estimated that less than 500 people have done it. And Jessica, who's Ugandan-American, is also the first Black woman on record to have done it. Jessica wrote a book about her experiences called The Catch Me If You Can. It was published by National Geographic. And she's come on to tell us what she's learned about human beings. She'll give us tips on traveling alone and traveling for long stretches. And she's got an excellent list of places that will inspire you for your next trip. This is FT Weekend, the podcast special travel edition. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. Let's get into it. Jessica, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So you have traveled the world. You've seen every country at least once. That's 195 countries. That's right, right? <laughs> yeah, and like around <laughs> 50 of them more than once. So Wild. Okay, so Jessica, what made you want to do this? Like decide to travel to every country in the world? It sounds so daunting to me. You know, I think the thing is, because travel was such a regular part of my life, it was something that was just happening along the way. So by the time I decided to set a deadline, I had been to 60 countries. But I'm a geography nerd. And since my early 20s, I had been blogging and I had been saying I wanted to visit every country in the world. So every year I would like recount how many new countries I visited and I would fill in my map. But in 2017, in country 60, I was like, all right, I want to do this by the time I'm 35. So what did you do? I traveled to 135 new countries in two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> and what were the things that you saw in those places that like went against maybe what people hear in the news about them or what the general consensus is? Like when I hear every country in the world, my mind immediately goes, OK, what are the most dangerous ones? Was she OK even there? You know, I think it's so much about the lens through which you're looking through. If you go somewhere and you want to find poverty and misery, you can find that anywhere. You can find it in the United States, anywhere. But if you go somewhere and you're looking to discover culture, you're looking to see how people live in that country, then everything to me becomes quite beautiful. Can you give me an example of that? Yeah, um, let's do Iraq. When I landed in Iraq, I went to Erbil and I was exhausted. And I had a driver, we had a whole plan to go out into the countryside. And I was like, look, I'm tired. Just please take me to my hotel. And he's like, no, I can't do that. Like, at least can I bring you to my home and my wife can cook you lunch and then you can go to your hotel. That's really nice. Right, I know. And so he brings me into his home and his wife was there cooking and I got to eat with him, his wife and his son. And it was just such a beautiful moment of like human connection. And so, you know, not only in Iraq, but in so many places in the world, I just was met by the kindness of strangers. So your book was published by National Geographic, 
And it strikes me that there's something meaningful about National Geographic specifically publishing a book about a Black woman traveling to every country in the world. Did you feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I think that National Geographic holds the canon of travel, right? Like when you really look at who are the owners of our understanding of the world, National Geographic is absolutely at the top of that list. And so to be able to have my book as a part of the canon, I think it's so important for so many reasons. I think number one, for people, not only Black women, but for everyone to understand how I, as an African appearing woman, move through the world and what those experiences are. Right. But beyond that, the way that I see people, right? So through my photography, like there's pictures in, in the book of like people sitting in markets, but it doesn't feel like poverty porn. Yeah. It feels beautiful because... It's always about how the photographer is looking at the subject. I look at all my subjects with dignity. Um, I ask them their permission. So a lot of the portraits in the book, you'll see they're looking direct to camera because I've asked them their permission to take their picture, which hasn't always been the case. Right. Um, I think it's hugely important to be a part of their canon. Yeah. Jessica, I'm curious about traveling alone. How your experience of a place changes when you're there alone? I traveled to 89 countries solo. I think for me, I got a deeper understanding of culture when I'm alone because when you're traveling with other people, you spend so much time talking to your friend, your family member, whatever. When you're traveling alone, you're spending that same amount of time talking to local people. So it really, I think a lot of my adventures became more beautiful when I was doing solo travel because I really got that deep understanding of the countries that I was visiting. I think a lot of people who haven't traveled alone but are sort of curious about it would imagine like that it's quite lonely that you book a trip and you get a hotel and then you're just like in the city and you know no one and you know nothing and you're just kind of walking around going to the museums alone and eating alone. And is there a way to make it a more enriching experience to like feel like you're there? I mean, how should people do it? I like having a guide. And if I don't hire a guide, I'll talk to the concierge. I'll talk to a waiter. I'll talk to a bartender. I always think traveling alone is great because it gives you the opportunity to be someone new. So, you know, be able to step outside of yourself, create a little character in your head that will help you have the confidence to talk to strangers. Um, and the other thing is, like, we don't need to be afraid of strangers. Yeah. I think the biggest lesson that I learned from visiting every country in the world is that most people are good. Yeah. You know, we go into so many places and we're so afraid we're locking up our things in the hotel safe and we're, you know, we have all these theft proof bags and all this stuff. <laughs> Strapped to our bodies and yeah. Exactly, yeah. like under your shirt. And <laughs> when I tell you I've never done any of that and I've never had anything stolen from me, a lot of letting that fear go is understanding that most people are good. Sometimes something bad might happen, but it's actually a really rare occurrence. But if you're so focused on it, you're actually bringing it to you. Part of why it's so nice to have you on is because I think it lets us consider the question of why we travel, not just how to travel and not just sort of like tips to get the best deal, but like big picture, why we do it and why mm -hmm. we should do it. I love that. And I'm curious for you, you know, what do you think we should know? Like, why should we travel? Yeah, I think the value of travel 
is to learn about the world around you. I think it's about building human connection. I think it's about understanding how other people live. Because at the end of the day, the life you live is your only version of reality, right? So if you hear, oh, people are living in a refugee camp, it's really hard for you to understand what that is if you don't physically go there and see it, right? You don't feel connected to it. It feels unreal because that's not your existence. So you can't even connect with that person. It's very difficult. So I think when you travel and you see how different people live, it really works to expand your mind of the possibilities. And I think it also, in many ways, increases your gratitude, for what you have. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you have five minutes for me to just throw some quick questions at you. I love rapid fire. <laughs> because even though I speak about wanting to hear um, why we travel, which I do, but I also kind of want to know how to <laughs> how to do it. <laughs> okay. I love, I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Um, number one is packing. How the hell do you pack? Like the prospect of packing makes me not want to travel. How do you make it easy? I always start with a piece of paper and I literally write down the number of days and I write down the weather. Okay. And then I try to like kind of list out outfits, but then I also have check boxes like underwear, toiletries, passport, camera, just to make sure that I have everything. And I use packing cubes. Yeah. So like all of my workout clothes, swimsuits and underwear are in one. Then all of my tops are in another one, the bottoms. And then I have my shoes. And so that way it's so easy to like ensure that everything I have is there. Um, I'm a checked bag girl. So it is rare that I don't have a checked bag. I used to be a carry-on only, um, but I I left that life behind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so another question is, you know, I think Instagram has encouraged us all to go to the same places. And so those places are getting overrun. (laughs) Yeah, I see you making a face. Um, But there are so many places in the world to go. So I'm wondering if you could give me a few places that we might not think to travel or be encouraged to travel to, but like really are amazing. I would recommend the African continent. You have Zanzibar. Madagascar is incredible, especially if you love the outdoors. Zanzibar for the beaches. I love Senegal. It's so peaceful. I love the food there and it's on the coast. So you can have like a relaxing beach holiday. Uganda, tons of outdoor stuff, but also beautiful culture. Kenya, Rwanda, Tanzania. I really would encourage people if they've not yet explored the African continent, Namibia. Oh my God, so amazing. Um, To really just start to dig in. There's 54 countries. Definitely not all of them are for novice travelers. I'm not going (laughs) to just say go anywhere. Um, But I would say there's at least 20 countries that I think are easily accessible for a, a novice traveler, for sure. A country whose food you dream about. Okay, I'm going to give you three. (laughs) One is always so hard. Japan, I lived there for a year. And then uh, Georgia, country of Georgia. Georgia, Amazingly delicious food. And then Senegal. I love Senegalese food, like yassa poisson, which is this fish dish with like onions. Just lots of fresh seafood. Um, And yeah, it's just so good. So those would be my three. Jessica, this was so inspiring, uh, really fun. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. That's the show. Thank you for listening to FT Weekend, the podcast from the Financial Times. 
I've dropped links for where to find Jessica and her book in the show notes, as well as a special discount to a subscription to the FT. Come back next Wednesday for the third episode of our travel miniseries. We have the FT's travel editor, Tom Robbins, on. Tom is great. He's a font of knowledge. He knows everything about the tourism industry, and he gives us an honest account of what's happening, how certain destinations get super popular, and how the internet has changed the way we travel. This show was produced by Zach St. Louis, executive produced by Topher Forges and Cheryl Brumley, and sound engineered by Tommy Bazarian, with original music by Metaphor Music. FD Weekend Travel is supported by Rimova. There is poetry in our precision, beauty in our simplicity, emotion in our innovation. At Rimova, German engineering is always brimming with life. Because at Rimova, German engineering is our art. Ingenieurskunst, the art of engineering since 1898.